0: back at it again deep be knowing. thought you should know podcast episode seven We're back in the studio we got ball off to the side we we here, fresh off of a stinker of an all-star weekend um stinks every year now i don't know about the game itself but you got to go through the friday shenanigans and the saturday shenanigans to get to the game on sunday where you actually see the stars uh steph curry is an alien uh yeah, it's just like it seems like in the game where nobody tries, the stuff that he was doing that he made seem effortless as far as shooting the basketball goes is absolutely insane. 45 points, um, and be the dream doing what he does. I think he had about 36. You know, we, uh, aside from that though, stinks. NBA three point contest needs to be after the dunk contest. It is time, it's uh. It's a big rise up for a letdown. Uh, We had a big man win it this year. Uh, Haven't seen that in my time. Cal Anthony Towns taking home the three-point contest trophy. Congratulations to him. Uh, A dude that's dealt with a lot through COVID. Uh, Like myself, lost his mom. But this dude lost like countless like immediate family members to COVID over this two-year span of time. Uh, Thoughts and prayers with that dude and his family but, um, it was awesome to see him win that. And then, you know, it gets to the dog and pony show where you got, uh, Cole Anthony putting on a pair of butters to dunk. <laughs> talk about low hanging fucking fruit. Uh, New York, uh, native. I don't know if he's a New York native, but I know his dad, uh, Greg Anthony, you know, known for, you know, New York Nick fame and what have you. Maybe he was there, but I know he's an Orlando magic, but the, uh, the dunk and he choked up the butter so much. I know his, he was cutting off circulation to his foot before that dunk. Because I'm like, there's no way. Like, if I lace up a sneaker too tight, it's like crazy. And you're lacing up a 12-inch butter, that's your own down there to your kneecap. You <laughs> Oh, dog. Ready for, well, ready for war, man. I wish they was more ready for war, man. That shit stinks. It stinks. It's a stinker of a product. It's something that I loved growing up. Loved growing up. Couldn't wait for NBA All-Star... Weekend, the dunk contest. The dunk contest more so than anything. It was like the crown jewel. I wanted to see that more than I wanted to see the game. I could think about back to 96-97. Uh large wood projects out there. Me and my brothers watching it. I never forget it's the dunk contest that Kobe Bryant won. All right. R.I.P. to the great. Um, he's one of those people. I am very happy that I stopped hating on him while he was alive and still playing and appreciated. The amount of savagery he brought to the yeah, game of basketball.
1: Serious question, right? Is it a Philly thing? Because like, it's crazy, right? Like, it is a Philly thing, and I'll in the i will get into why. I'm gonna let you finish him, though. Him, I never ignored him. I acknowledged him, but I, but, I, but I never could give him the credit as that ball until after he retired. And then I was like, all right, all right, I'm cool. I'm gonna give it to him. You ready for?
0: Like, you ready? You ready for this? I am. And it'll segue me perfectly into a topic I wanted to get into. We didn't want to give him the credit because he's from the county. <laughs> Are you right? <laughs> <laughs> straight up, you're it's straight right. up and you're down. Right. You're it's right. you're not right. even. You're right. It's not even... He
1: said he was Philly and we were like, no, you ain't from Philly. You
0: ain't really, yeah. you're from Philly, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what cool. I mean? Your dad from Philly. Yeah, right. You know what me. I mean? I don't walk through the halls. Of, I feel like I
1: feel like the answer was there all the time when I, just, I was, I was ignoring it
0: for years. Yeah, because what? I mean, now his dad from Philly. Yeah. I mean, Cole yeah. from Philly. Don't get me wrong. what I'm talking about yeah. the reason why certain from people from wanted the area. area. But, if you said that to
1: begin with, I think I could have been a fan the whole
0: time. But, I, you know, I'm I'm blessed to know. I'm not sure if anybody's done it since. You know, I just happen to be... Very, very closely connected to the Bartram Braves program when two players the two players shout out to Ty Garland, shout out to Novar and my guys, my Lord Bro and my my brother Var in Japan doing what he does. You know, we gearing up for this brotherly love program this summer, gonna be an amazing product first year. Was amazing. Cannot wait. Getting everything situated now. You know what I mean? I didn't expect... It's been flowing. It's been therapeutic for me. So I haven't been pressing the gas on it the way I planned to as far as getting the guests in here. It's going to happen. Some of my first guests are going to be definitely the founders of the Brotherly Love Program. getting them in here to talk about what's going on and what's going to unveil this summer in, in a lot of big ways, man. It's a lot of stuff going on with that, and it's going to be an amazing tradition for years to come. But both of them... You know, I was at both of their games when they passed Joe Bryant in scoring, at Bartram. Yeah, so big time, man. It don't seem like it was that long ago, but Var was '08 and Todd did it in 2010. So both of them was over a decade ago. That's just time flying. But it was a it was a great time. It was a it was a good time in Philadelphia high school basketball as well. Man, a lot of people now who are doing their thing. Uh, most of them um, internationally, I got to see in high school, like, really get it in. I'm talking about from, like, that 2006 to that 2011 window, man. You talk about some competitive basketball, man. I done seen some amazing games between, like, Chester and Penwood and Chester and Norristown Believe Leaf Wyatt was there and Chester when KB1 was running the show. And then when it turned over to... My Lair, and then to Rhonda. Shout out to my, shout out to my, my Chester guys. They they good folks, man. Always been tapped in since I met them. Solid dudes. Um, and they come out and support the Brotherly Love program as well. Actually, if I'm being honest, Philly, we gotta step it up a little more. Cause if y'all ain't got a big big name playing, where well, y'all bring the whole hood out, Chester, make us look bad in that gym. You're right, you're right. Man, they jumped right on 95, and they 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 was bringing their ass over to Camden last year. That exit six energy was different, mm-hmm. very different, and but it was a uh, that was definitely reminiscent of an older time for me because just going and seeing different some of the bigger summer leagues in the city when I was a kid and things like that and all the hoods can come and don't get me wrong it was a certain level of tension there just by way of competition but it was like it was it was put that fucking money up like on your man like it wasn't like a yo yeah, like it's
1: funny I was about to say this it has it has to do with the Kobe Bryant thing but circling back to this. Um, I've noticed in my travels, like, being able to, like, do various things, right? Right. Music, um, filmmaking, lifting, different things here. I've noticed that, like, the tri-state area in particular has, like, a a very large saturation of just, like, crazy amount of talent. Yes. So I think that's where all that, like, tension comes from. Because, like, I haven't seen a place where it was, like, like, I mean, like, Anywhere you go, it's like it's it's, it's really
0: competitive. Yeah, th- think about this. Chester's four miles, <laughs> like radius. yeah, yeah it's right there. Like a four mile radius, like it's it's a fucking it's a town. Yeah, realistically, and ain't no shout shots to my folks because my my C City folks is, is definitely very very proud to be where they're from. But that shit is a town. Yeah. So, but they fucking breed some talent. So
1: I'm saying, I think attention has to come from like attention comes from the amount of talent that's here. Like it's like. It's always a clash. You can't nobody relax. Everybody yeah, be Like,
0: give somebody yeah. else they flowers Since we talking about the code because it was the same year, McDonald's All-American from the area. Shout out to Rip Hamilton. He's from fucking Coachville. Like, I know dudes who tell me flat out, like, when they was going to them leagues out in Coachville and Westchester back in the day when they was playing against, like, Rip, he was really that. Yeah, we know about Rip. Yeah, yeah, Rip, <laughs> Rip, was, Rip was, I think, if we being honest, you know, big shot Chauncey Billups because he's Mr. Big Shot, and the name precedes him and things like that. But Rip Hamilton, I think, was the leading scorer on that fucking team when they won the championship, and they murked the, they murked the Lakers. Uh, you know, people say, all right, you know, at the end of the day, they, they definitely would have, in my opinion, that Shaq and Colby, you know, not getting along, robbed them of multiple championships and things like that. Yeah, but the last championship they played in together when they played the Pistons, the Pistons put something on their ass. I think they 4-1 them, and they beat them by 20 in the closeout game. But that was when, you know, they shit, the that, that Shaq and Kobe beef, this kind of reached like a fever pitch too, and you wasn't a team that was clicking on all cylinders like that at that time that yeah, We're getting into the little sports minutes, little sports history. But they knew they were a piece of way, and at the trade deadline, they they ended up and they went and got She Wallace, and that took them over the top. Nobody nobody ever nobody never say she ain't from Philly, you know why? Cause she from North. She went to Gratz, got Gratz a national title, I think. National was the number one fucking high school team in the country. Brought that energy right to the league. And brought that energy to the league and led the league in text until he got out of the league. Sir. You know what I mean? I see it's a clip on YouTube, man. Type in uh, "Rashid Wallace gets a tech with by staring at the ref. Like, he actually got ejected for that, actually. He just walked out, too. But, all right, talking about the Philly and the Philly appreciation thing, I was able to tap into an interview. So, uh, like I said, the Pusha T content is coming. It's coming out because he is on his promo run. So he did an interview uh in Philly in his shop, Cream 321, um, with Gillian Wallow on the Million Dollars Game Worth a Game Podcast. And, you know, that one interested me a lot because um, you know, they're a Philly-based podcast, even though know, they're the number one um pretty much podcast within the social and hip hop sphere right now. But on top of that, I wanted to hear because wanna push a tease running made for the last twenty years was Gilly's former group member, Ab Lava. So I knew that Gill and Push connection is that. And you know, they got into that early. He said, I've known the man since 99. We've been tapped in really since 99. The first time I met him, Gilly says when he signed his deal in 99, he was just sent to the studio by the label. And he said we sent him down to uh the Virginia to um to um get in a session with these um producers out of Virginia Beach, the Neptunes. And when he showed up for his session, he was in there with the clips, and they ended up laying something together on a song that Pharrell, of course, did a hook on. And it was the Neptune's beat and things like that. But Push, uh, very early on, like the first thing he wanted to say, aside from just confirming what Gilly was saying about the, the how long they've been tapped in with each other now. But he like, made sure he got it out of the way early and said it first that Philly hold a different place in his heart musically. Because Philly broke the clips. He said grinding was broke here. It played in Philly before it played in the Richmond, Virginia beach area. Norfolk, any uh, of that. You
1: know, I was with the street team. New York yeah. That, so like, it was in that. It was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, yo. like, I mean, like, I never met Push, but I'm like, yo. that's like, Let it on the corner with,
0: uh, what's his name? Roscoe P. Yeah. It was all Damn, Roscoe cool. P. Cold chain. Man, sure. talk about a story. But, <laughs> and when that, when he said that, it triggered me in a way, because of how many great things in the lineage of music out of this city. I'm talking about since like the 60s, as far as black music went and things like that. Aside from like Motown in Detroit, you had to come here for like a gamble and huff to be broke. And I see different things now, and I'm thinking of my lifetime and how all the Smack DVD things and things like that are all cool the dvd rap battle culture was birthed here and i think about how many people when we trendset so many things can't break here and it's, it's bothersome to when i think about it because i think about the people right now who are i guess my peer group as far as age goes when i think about the meeks um I think about the. I'll get into the ones who are like the the bigger, bigger, bigger acts right now. I'll, I'll, I'll get into Uzi and Meek specifically, and being very, very closely like adjacent to Meek's early uprising by way of who my peoples are. Um, my brothers down there every day for the most part. My two older brothers. Shout out! To, shout out the bus driver dude, Shout out the hat. But you know, when I think about. When I was going down, if I get my hair cut, if I decided to walk down to 18th Street and I see them and they and I can, you know, you hear them talking. it might be the day after young Bob was out there, or it might be the day before he sells them to get ready. I'm coming down South Philly, we gonna shoot and all that. And you just see them all out there. You see at the time, Meek not even as a solo act, you see the bloodhounds, you see him, young Pooh, you see that nigga Lil, you see my oh, love, shout out to all of them, you see oh O'Malley out there and and Jeezy and all the faces, a lot of the faces that's still carrying over with him to this day. And I think about the fact that with all that was going on, and you know, he, now his mixtape run was different. Like, don't get me wrong, that broke him here as a very successful local act. But to break him, break him, it took the Rick Ross affiliations, and it took the TI affiliations, and things like that. It took for Uzi on his time to go down to Atlanta with, luckily, some guys who have entrenched themselves down there for the last 15 to 20 years in DJ Drama and Dying Cannon to be broke down there. And it's just, it's the Philly, the Philly too cool Joe culture shit really, really fucks us over. Like, Joe don't exist nowhere but here. And for my people who aren't Philadelphians, uh, when we speak of the, the word Joe, Joe familiar, just like, Yo, you just being too too. Like you're being a little too much. And I don't want to say like this in Philly, it don't take too much to be saying you are doing too much. Like if you ain't just playing it super fucking cool, you're doing the most. And it's it's discouraging because it really doesn't, if you're not like an alpha personality or a real A personality like myself, you ain't never just gonna let out and be you. Because it's really fucking discouraged here. That's, that is very bothersome to me Because if that weren't the case man, It's so many people so, With so many talents I only spoke about the music ones Because the hip hop culture ones And these guys are very recognizable Being from here But it's so much other shit I'm a, I'm a living testament of it right now Working on some stuff right now With Bicycling Magazine Working on some stuff right now With Rifle and different things like that Like I have no problem being on as The Bike Bull at all, because I don't care to be known for what I'm good at, you know what I mean, I had, I've never had a problem with it, i say this, I know for a fact being in drill teams and drum, little drum corps and things like that, when I was younger, in the age that I tapped in would have saved my life without a question, now don't get me wrong, I got great parents and things like that, but man, the shit And this is with adults and kids, but very, very scary for an adolescent between the ages of maybe 10 to like 17. Having too much idle fucking time is dangerous. Especially being from where I'm from. It's dangerous because then you can get to just by way of sitting around with nothing to do. Naturally, you're in your head. You're going to be sitting around thinking and you're going to be overthinking. And you know what you're going to see? Like, I think about the dudes and the projects that I grew up in. Man, I didn't even know these dudes... Like, until I was an adult, I didn't even know these dudes wasn't really that much older than us. Yeah, Not realistically. The way that the cars that they was pulling up in, and we talking about dudes that was 15 to 18, bust-down rollies, all of that. The things that people were aspiring towards now by way of influencers showing you they fake-ass watches and things like that. But nonetheless, just... When you seeing that, and if you're really, you don't know, like, kids are easily influenced. I was, I mean, I really, how can I say this? I don't want to keep giving myself too much credit to my own in this regard, but they weren't the guys I looked up to. So those things didn't cause me to overthink. Listen
1: back here for a second, right? So growing up in the same area, right? right. wow because, I mean, like, so, like.
0: Being in the same area but in different areas, right? Yeah, and that's super crazy. To, to clarify what he's saying, so it was very, very weird. The project I grew up in was at that time in the middle of a middle class suburb. It was, I don't know, like this shit was a sociological experiment. I don't even, matter I don't think it was like military based shit. It was a military based housing until it became a housing project, I'm assuming, because it was so close to the airport and the part of Southwest that it's in, really. You have direct access to seventy six and ninety five, so it was like a lot of different things around that. So, but when it turned into that, it turned over into that.
1: So i feel like, so there's a lot of overlap in the people that we know, right? And gotcha. it's wild because like growing up, right, um, about the idle time shit. Like since day one, I, I was always like on my own shit. Like I mean, niggas would chop me up, like they would, it would chop me up, right? But at the same time, right,
0: you got you love with the criticism people, if you're comfortable people, with yourself. Right?
1: Out here in the street, the same bulls to bust down roads. He was like, "Yo, keep keep you doing what you're doing. Know. Scott, Yo, we see what you're doing. Like you're out here like trying to make dreams come true. Like, like keep doing it. Like, if you need something, let me know.
0: Otherwise okay, mm-hmm. i
1: the fuck out the street. Yep. Like, so I mean, so there is a it, it's like a weird economy.
0: Man, I, I didn't know. realize certain shit was like traumatic shit until I went to therapy, yeah. and I don't know if it even triggered me. It was just my therapist saying that ain't normal. Like, I won't get into wait, th- I the.
1: Way, I, I don't think anyone in our in our area grew up normal.
0: Yeah. Like, I think about certain shit, and it's just probably probably so highlighted to me now just based off, excuse me, the amount of innocent shootings and, and things of that nature. Like, I remember at a very young age being told, yo, Deke, go in the house. Yeah. I don't know. I ain't asked why. And it wasn't said, like, in a panic or anything. I no. I'm I the direct a- out there, bowing trying to get, trying to get a run. Go home. Boy be like, yo,
1: I'm right back. Old head be like, yo, it gotta go home. I'm like, eh. like, yeah. it, you
0: know, it wasn't even a conversation. And these dudes were serious about yeah. what was going on, and not too much. I mean, I won't speak on all the things that could have happened. I mean, that have happened once those things were said, but just knowing it was a different type of time because I know that kids had to be raised different back then to even just listen and not question. You know what I mean? It's kids are now taught to be so critical and question everything. Yo, I understand that you want these kids to because question leads questioning leads to a person explaining some things to get further understanding, but certain shit you don't need that much understanding of. You just need to do what is said because those seconds can cost you or someone else their life. Or call someone else their job and things like that because you just couldn't do. You just have no listening skills. Like kids are not being taught listening skills at all. Even in the case of conversation, when listening, they are listening to arm themselves to rebut. (laughs) That is not. That is not conducive to us, you know, progressing forward as a society or communities and what have you and being cohesive. I'm gonna talk about cohesion a lot because when I've got things going together, I want things to be moving smoothly. Yeah. So, but all in all, just not being able to fully embrace each other and push each other enough that people think this just Exposing somebody is overexposure. If you're doing it, it's really a weird concept. And just knowing that, yo, everybody, all right, everybody not gonna eat because everybody ain't willing to put in the work to eat. Now I say that because they could say everybody eats, but you know that's very cliche because everybody ain't willing to put in the work to be great. But if a motherfucker is willing to put in the work to be great, and y'all ain't got no bad blood, and y'all got actually some familiarity with each other, big each other up. Shout out to the realest podcast ever. I love what they're about to do. They're about to go on tour. Um, I'll be at one of of the stops, at least one of the stops. I think they're heading to New York, Charlotte, D.C., Wilmington, Delaware, and trying to incorporate something Philadelphia-related within that. But it takes nothing for me to post that. You know why? Because they're my personal homies. That's one. And two, I know if I have a listener, I have a viewership with this, And that's another podcast that I know is good. I'm going, I want people to listen. I want people to know what I'm, what I'm listening to. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I ain't going to lie. I have no problem promoting what I'm listening to because usually if I'm listening to something and you're able to retain me as a listener, there's some, there's something of, of substance in it. And I was happy to see that the other day, just the other day, they just wanted to shout out to, shout out to C. Diddy, shout out to Chad. Just posted the other day and went the extra mile. Like, made sure you armed the link so that you can just click in this story and get to the page. And it was uh, it was love. I'm, I'm loving the reception that we're getting with different things. Definitely going rate and review. Rate and review. It's that time. I'm going I'm, to I'm push that now. Go rate and review.
1: You remember, like, like, I mean, on the same topic, right? Like, back in the day, it was like, you put somebody on, you find a movie, video game, song, you're like, yo, I, I got a song for you, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody be on something like, oh, that's the plug, I can't even. I can't even. I, can't even. I, I, I think that's where that that mentality came from, though. Like, we got so guarded with, like, our own personal stuff, yeah. we got to a point where, like, we don't even want to put nobody. on. Like, we're going to hold yeah. for ourselves, we hoard everything.
0: Because motherfuckers, you see, people be so insecure in they shit, they feel like if they bring somebody to the plug, and I'm talking about somebody who they vetted and know yeah. is ready for this or is built for this mm-hmm. and things like that. They think if they impress said person more that they're going to lose their spot. And it's like, yo, what do y'all have to do? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, you're right. You're right. This, he ain't you and you ain't him. You're right. If y'all both still doing the same thing right now, and I don't care what game it's in, and it ain't intersecting now and hurting you in no way, why would it hurt you then? Yeah, we need more of that.
1: A lot more. We need. We need a lot. Like, it's crazy like across industries like like you know somebody can do something and like you busy, right? You could pass that off and be like, yeah. yo, he's my guy, they can do it, you don't even do it. But like yeah, we need more of it.
0: Like I don't I can't speak on black people on the whole because even in hip hop and I see them dudes in the Midwest tie each other in. Them dudes in the down south tap each other in and things like that. Maybe it's Philadelphia specifically. We are so resource stingy. It's not funny. And now do you know what it
1: goes back to that level of competition like it's so close. Like, I'm saying, like, it really is that close that, like, I mean, this is probably where it comes from, too, being guarded. It's that close that, like, if you give that someone that, that little bit of advantage, and they get over you, but they don't realize that like, the game is so big that, but that like, like, we're not really in competition with each other. Like, there's, huh. like everybody can eat. Yes. Everybody can eat at my table. So There's multiple tables out here.
0: I'm scary competitive, right? Which is why I don't gamble and why I don't, you know, kind of embark on certain things. But, like, People be in these competitions chasing invisible titles too. That's a big part of why I got out. Of, why I got out of the sneaker game. Just in general, when it got to a point where I felt like I had to kiss certain people's ass to spend my money, it was over for me. I'm out. I'll pay. I'll pay the extra to the dude that's gonna kiss your ass to get the sneakers to sell them for this little upcharge. I'll give him the more money if I really want the sneaker that bad. But it's just it's so resource stingy. But that comes back to something else i said if you don't reach back for nobody and things like that when you shit on everybody once you get to a certain point once you fall everybody is going to say fuck you buddy and you bought it so i don't even feel sorry for certain people who i know from different times who are going through different things now i'm sorry to see it you know what i mean it's not it doesn't enjoy me i don't get joy out of seeing their fall from grace but I know why they fell from grace and I know why they aren't being pulled back in even with the plethora of knowledge that they have on certain things because it's just like, fuck you. And, But saying fuck you to a person before you... Uh, fuck, saying fuck a person really before you even got to a point where they've done any ill will towards you or anybody else, you're saying it by way of great things they're doing. Yeah. Like, that's nasty, yeah. nasty yeah. behavior, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That's a crazy it, thought. It's a crazy thought, but it's a, it's a very common reality. It is. It's, uh, I, I see it a lot. I have to agree with you. you know what I mean? When you get good at something, you're going to have critics. That's that's for sure, for sure. And you might be wondering well, what you did to get this and things like that. I mean, get to get this level of hate. And, all you did was be good at what you was good at. Or maybe just being better than them and being visible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I see that probably more so than anything. You're gonna have a lot of people, people wear their insecurities so much that every person they look at, it's like a mirror. They wanna see what you're doing in relation to what they're trying to do. And if you're doing anything close to it, it's gonna be. And if you're okay at something and you're actually good at something, they are going to be plotting out your next move for you every time, every time, every time. And then once your next move isn't the move that they plotted out for you mentally, you're you on some bullshit or you this on so, this or you on that. That's weird. It's like really weird baby. Right.
1: So okay, so me and you both have podcast, right? You got past, well, I, guess, like, I got a podcast, right? I think podcast should be done a certain way, right? Right. But I'm not secure in my in my craft with it, right? Mm-hmm. So if anything that you do different, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to hate and fight you because you're pulling me into a direction that I don't believe is true. So instead of just saying like, all right, well you going to do it his way, I'm gonna do it my way, it's almost like you existing
0: is, is is really my my potential at even existing. And that's a, and that, I think that last line just, it sums it up pretty much everything that I just said, it, and it translates across all feel like this, you existing is taken away from their existence. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, people go through their different trials and tribulations. Some people are just programmed a different way. Like, it's bothersome for me to even have to say that because I couldn't imagine being in that place. You know what I mean? I just... uh. Liter- point right here. I said, at what point do you stop clocking others' blessings and just appreciate your situation? Literally right here. Yeah. Verbatim. And... On because at the end of the day, you'll always be able to find someone with more than you. So... If that's going to be the thing that ruins your day, if you think about that once a day and that ruins your day, every day is going to be a miserable one. Every day is going to be a miserable one. Because where certain things motivate some, like myself, or I wouldn't even say it motivates some, I mean, me all the time. Like when I see certain things, I can say, oh, that's nice. And even motivation that they got it to me. It's just nice. Because even if I had that person's resources, that wouldn't be how I allocated those resources. So, and you know, they always say you never know until you have it. Fair. But I know mentally how I am programmed into different things in different ways. And because I kind of always existed in the room as me and didn't have to buy things and wear certain shit to exist in the room as Deke, it wouldn't be that case if I was in a different position. So, when people think that way, and people, when a when a person sees another person who hasn't personally slighted them in any way, and it f- like literally fucks up their day to see this person living life, it's a, um, it's a rough one. Like I said, I advocate for therapy. You know, what I mean that's a because um, some therapy is needed consider there. Consider that,
1: right? Y- your day is ruined right? by someone that has nothing to do with you. Huh? Yo, and the worst part. You're not even a, a fault in their brain, like you don't, like you know what I'm saying, like you out here, you hating yeah. over the corner, lurking in the bushes. They don't,
0: they don't even exist. You're not even a you speck. You're just, not a speck on the page. That's what I'm saying. I'm like fuck, boy, is that?
1: I'm like, yo, you realize that? He don't, he don't, he don't like, boy, well, don't even know you're there. I'm yeah, like, it just like, like, you, and, and it's really emotionally affecting you to the point where you're acting different.
0: And if it's emotionally it's refe- affecting, you, affecting you, bro. When you just said that, if it's emotionally affecting you, it's a chemical reaction in your body that that's triggering. Like, this is literally something that is like, (laughs) killing you.
1: I mean, to me it seems like with everything you just said, right, it would seem like that person has control over you. Like, anybody that that can physically change something inside of you, right, has control over you.
0: Yes, and but that's when you just got too many tabs open, man. We gotta get to simplifying life again, man. Like, yo, don't too many things burn me out. And this is something probably I got from Scott for the most part, too. Early on, like when I used to see his desktop when I was here in the studio, and this the the little, like, the very, uh, when he started cutting down things, the very miniature amount of things he had, even if you condense things to folders. And I thought about, like, how cluttered my desktop was and how if I clicked on my Internet Explorer right now, it's going to reopen, like, 15 different tabs to the point that you can't even see the name of the websites up there. Because I have that many open, it's just I always had it, and it's because you got too much going on. You, you listen, sight triggers things; your senses trigger things. When you see this, even if you know you need to be focused on something else, just seeing this other thing over here naturally is going to open up another tab in here, and it's and it's drawing from your focus. and you just got to intentionally take yourself. A lot of things are life is about intention. Life is about intention. It, you know, it's about acting on intention too. But it's about intention and just intentionally when you got a goal, start knocking out distractions. Start getting distractions out the way so you can really, really, really focus in on what you're doing. And have, once again, some cohesion and consistency to your good routines that are leading you towards that goal. Ooh, what was this saying? Hmm. Somebody said something to me the other day and it was so funny. And it's oh yeah, no, it, it's it's very simple, but we were just talking about the overselling. We were talking about influencer culture, right? Okay. And just something that we just happen to know. You know what I mean? I I know some people who are in that uh those hundred K two million range. Of promoting and saying I got it this way And this is this and I know these steps to get you here And things like that And I'm like yo I ain't never had a motherfucker who may have had a job Besides maybe you And like two other people in my life Never had people who were even trying to put me onto a job That paid $20 an hour or more
1: yes,
0: But a motherfucker About to tell you Tapping with me Follow these steps and I'm going to tell you how to get a million So shout out to my dog and not you know, ah, whatever. Shout out to Yaz. That Yaz told me I ain't never went into a store and had a salesman tell me. <laughs> and I'm just like, when you got to beat down the door to get a person all right. I was always part of the train of thought that if it looks too good to be true, it usually is. Mm-hmm. So when people are putting on these, like a person gets dressed to do pretty much an infomercial on their on their joint to tell you how they're living and all of this things and how you should be living the same way and they gonna tell you how. And when it get it gets really nasty. With these influencer tactics, but I don't really fault them because I am one of those yo adults are response should be responsible for themselves. And if you are that influenceable if you if you are that easy to influence, you probably deserve to be had. I'm sorry to sound like a cynic in that way because I don't like to see people take advantage of. But certain shit like they're doing the bare like they're not even this low hanging fruit like advertising like this, is, this shit isn't even really convincing but you see the car and you see the shirt and it's enough for you to invest a thousand dollars to have a sit down with this person and that's on the, low end. on the low end that's on the real low end now all these people are not scammers you know it's wild
1: though like that whole process i understand how it works but like it started when we were kids, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you got the, the, the commercials that came on during the cartoons was like, yo, I have to go do this, right? It started with that, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, at some point, and I know you did the same, we stopped watching TV, pulled out the box, different devices to watch what we wanted to watch when we wanted to watch it. And once you, like, broke that, like, chain of, like, being forced to do things on people's time, like, you kind of, like, got out of that, like, yeah. that mindset of, like, having to do something because someone told you, and then, and then all of a sudden you just live that way, right? Yes. I mean... It definitely has something to do with, like, disconnecting for a bit and coming back.
0: Yeah, but that's part of the closing tabs thing, too. Yo, I sold my video game console in 2011. I only can remember it so vividly because of the year my daughter was born. And it's just, y'all haven't owned a video game console in over a decade. I don't play video games. I'm not a guy that, I don't think I'm fucking Mr. Mature because I don't play video games. Yeah. It was just one less distraction for me. Even with all that I'm trying to do and things like that, I still haven't entered the TikTok space because I see the rabbit holes people fall down with that shit. As far as just the watching, because it's 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 what's it's it stimulates your mind in a way that you want to keep watching. That's what these people get paid to design these apps to do. So right now, I am not in the TikTok culture at all. But it's 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 because I got so much other shit going on, and I'm still in the process of trying to decrease like. Bruce Lee said, life is not about the increase but the daily decrease. You got the Bruce. Hey, listen,
1: man. Okay.
0: It's it's one of the <laughs> most... I couldn't agree with it more. And that was something I heard younger. Well, read younger. Yeah. That he said. And it was just... That's real.
1: It's crazy the amount of life he lived in that short amount of time. Cause like, I remember hearing that shit when I was a kid and now hearing it again. Like, second life here and again, I'm like, uh, like, that's crazy. Like, how how do you know all that in that
0: little bit of life? Yeah. Wow. Listen, I'm a person that likes to do a lot of things. But on the whole, and I like a lot of things. But on the whole, I am very minimalistic. Because I have a very simple mindset. And because I have a very simple mindset, I get to shit a lot. I get shit done a lot quicker. You know what I mean? I... The cycling thing, the things that I've accomplished in two years and then I'm, I'm still doing different things now. But it's because I am very to the point. I am a simple person. Like, it ain't really much to overread with me. You know what I'm saying? I am who I am in the room. I give you who I am early. So I give you the choice early to see if I'm a, I'm a person that you're even interested in dealing with. I give, I, I'm, I'm that level of transparency. So that's why the podcast is that level of transparent because it's me, you know, a little bit of me talking to Scott. But aside from that, it's me talking to y'all for an hour. You know, I didn't know early on. Like, this shit is not easy. It's easier for me because maybe I'm a natural at it. But, yo, try and talk to yourself for 10 minutes.
1: It's
0: with nobody in the room. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just gave Scott just an open floor to, you know, respond to certain things that might prompt something in his brain. I know he's a thinker like me, so I know he's not gonna say no stupid shit on the side. So I don't Mm -hmm. mind him talking at all. But, like, I got a one man show. And I'm realizing now because all of my homies that I know have podcasts are in group dynamics. And I know now by being a former member of a podcast that was a group dynamic. Yeah, but this shit is way different.
1: You know what's wild? Um, going back to that minimalism, right? So, like, I was all about minimalism in terms of, like, desktop. So, like, a little life hack, right? Your computer is going to run slower if the desktop's full because they're, all, they're running programs, right? That's how it works, right? But, like, for me, like, that's where it stopped. Right. Efficiency through work, where, like, seeing you operate over the years, and this is me giving you credit for it, made me go back into my life and start minimalizing everything in my life to become efficient all across the board. Uh Because before it was just talk, but like, you know, we talked about it, but but I seen you do it. Yeah, because I'm I gotta get on this wave, and like, it definitely, um, I I've seen exponential growth in in life, personal, business, everything, by just slimming down, trimming down the fat,
0: all that. I appreciate that, man. And, but I think that was another reason why so many artists wanted me to speak for them. Because I'm a, I'm very simple. Yeah. I'm simple, but I'm concise. So, where a lot of a lot of person might want
1: to
0: simple, not basic. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's what, the, <laughs> like, you know, Brandon. You know, at the end of the day, y'all see that that's that's stamped when you watch this video. When you watch I, this I, I, on I, I, YouTube, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's it's it's simple but not basic. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, some of the, like some people. We talked about mastery on like the like the second episode. Like at the end of the day, like you know, when we learn process that used to take us some considerable amounts of time now are like this. You know why? Because we have a true mastery of said thing. So I can do it simple. S- very simple. Yo, you watch, go watch, you don't even gotta, I'm not even gonna tell you to watch a whole watch some highlights of some pro golfers driving a golf ball off of a tee, and then take your ass to Top Golf mm-hmm. and see how easy it's not like that is mastery true mastery but mastery comes by way of repetition and consistency so i was always a person who probably did a good deal of like all right so everybody has their processes i use my notes a lot but to save time i started doing this maybe in 2016 2015 when i really started utilizing the notes app in my phone and they added the feature I started voice transcribing things because I am a much better speaker than a writer something that I'm working on now because now I'm working on some things writing related excuse me but I used to voice transcribe my notes so I have paragraphs and paragraphs of notes that I would go back and just edit because you know maybe I heard a word or two wrong but you can just tell by the context of what the word was and I would go back and just edit so when I read it over I didn't want it to be like Oh yeah I know what I said though so I ain't even got enough Get the typo out of there too So but by way of doing that I've kind of just been talking to myself for years So But that was my process Yo but that thing there Getting into doing that For for now the better part Of the last six years Damn is that shit a hindrance when you're trying to write something Oh man Like It's wild because writing structure is different Than like a speaking structure It In a sense Like I know speeches are Most speeches are written But those things They are written for a person to speak those words Not for a reader to be viewing those words
1: You're right So you know funny about that So like right now Like for me to even say this right Producer A lot of producer work A lot of rapper mm-hmm. singers Whatever right Didn't write lyrics I'll make some beats You know what I mean right. I'll help them
0: out Maybe a point. reference for a like, course or I something. That, right.
1: Like, obviously, like, can't know ever, you can never read that. But I'm saying like, I can just dump and write like 100 pages of a script, right? Like how my brain thinks. And then I have to go
0: back and actually write it for consumption. Yeah, because when you write it for how you think, naturally, it's going to have your likes and more. The thing that's probably more detrimental than that is that it's going to have your biases, too.
1: Well, is that, but also, like, it's almost like trying to write with the finished result, like, like through the filter of a finished result. Because, like, you know how my brain works. I'm a finisher. Yeah. So, like, if I'm trying to write for the end result but I don't know what the end result is, I just get stuck with a pencil in my hand or a pen in my hand. And I can't even start because, like, I'm I'm, I'm looking at the finish line, right, and I'm, and I'm not even at the starting line. It's such a weird thing.
0: Yeah, so I'm right now in a, in the process of trying to uh write and contribute um which will be my first uh, published piece of work if it works out. So I won't speak into it, but um making a you cont- I'm trying to be a contributor to a national magazine. Um put it in The Universe, man. I said put it out yeah. in The Universe. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's motion already. No, it's it, like but the said, fucking you know. writer's block. <laughs> Shit. And I'm talking about like you know what the finish line is. Like I have a, I have a word goal. Yeah. That was given to me. Like, we need this amount of words. Yeah. You know, and it's probably them asking me for more than they're going to use because this is going to be edited by a professional editor. Mm-hmm. I get all of that, but dog, yeah, I'm like forty words away, and it's kicking my ass. But it's also a first time too, so I'm 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 embracing the. I don't know if it's difficulty level, but just how difficult it's been for me. Because I I guess I didn't realize it until this I pride myself in being a natural at so much shit. And it's like yo, this is something I really gotta try to do.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kicking ass right now. It's kicking yeah. my ass. I ain't even gonna sit here and lie. I'm oh like dog. dog. You say it with your face. Yeah because dog it really like
1: Because like yo not many people can say that. Like something kicking their ass with a smile. Like,
0: that I, that, 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 that I ain't gonna sit here and lie. Out, and that shit just, is. The competitor will come out and you're gonna finish. Yeah, and it's stressful. <laughs> like, it's okay, stressful as cool shit. Cool. I ain't gonna sit here and, and, and belittle it in that way. But it's just like, yo, I, I pride myself in a person that tries a lot, right? But I don't try a lot of shit publicly that I don't thrive in. Like, by the time y'all see it, I'm kind of yeah. already kicking ass in it. Yeah. This ain't the first podcast. Yeah, this ain't the. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, and we being technical is my third. Yeah, third podcast. But it's it's just y'all ain't getting y'all not getting this thing. I told you the product you put out there is your life and the parts of my life that I'm allowing y'all to see. I'm not allowing y'all to see the bullshit. Or, you know, by the time I start showing you the work, it's because the work has been documented because I'm already seeing fruits of the labor. Nice. And you know, maybe that's just me. My way of reaching back to show somebody, yo, this is where I fucking started. That don't don't get too confused by what it is now. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of products being put out there in the world and legacy, this past weekend, um, my seventh consecutive, the actual dance schools, seventh consecutive Bella Ballerina Dance Academy father daughter dance always falls the weekend after Valentine's Day at a week end that corresponds with the week of Valentine's Day. Man. Seven straight years, um, wouldn't miss it for the world. Love to see the growth in that in that program, but more so the growth in my daughter specifically. I remember the very first one vividly. My daughter was three, four years old. Just wanted to sit there. She had her little Cinderella dress on over her clothes, mm-hmm. little costume dress. Didn't want to do anything. Just wanted to hide in the back. And you know, the other day, you know, the only person that can uh, make me be a fool publicly is her and just for everything that they were asking volunteers for, she, just, she would throw up her hand and grab my hand and throw up my hand, too. Shit. Yeah, because my kid kick ass. That's and it's it's, it's, it's it's great to see, man. And my kid went from being one of the shyest kids I ever met to one of the most competitive kids I know. I'm like, it's really my kid. Like it's, But it's a it's a blessing. Every year, I'm happy to share the camaraderie with you know Some of the dads that then came in When my baby came in And I haven't seen them every year um, More importantly than that I love to see the new dads every year I like to see the new dads of the younger kids Specifically Like their kids who just were able to get into the dance school Like they ended up with the 3 and 4 year olds Because I remember that And mine to be 11 this year But it's, it's amazing to watch it's, it's one of them things It's one of them things I look forward to every year It's so funny because this is how nonchalant kids are In, in this day and age right Got a text from my daughter like a month and a half ago. Um, Dad, do you have it? This is this is how stuff goes. Very vague and ominous. Just too cool shit, right? Already at ten. Got the text. Dad, do you work on February nineteenth?
1: <laughs>
0: I do, but what's up? Nothing. That's okay. Don't ask me how I just let that slide, but I did. Right? I ain't think nothing of it. I see the next day on the on the group page on Facebook for the dance school parents. The flyer for the fucking dance and I see February 19th, on it. So I am slightly offended. I text her. I'm like, "Oh, you text me to ask like was I available for the dance?" She's like, "Yeah, but if you got to work, it's okay." I'm like, "I'll call out of work. It's all right. Yeah. I I'll be there." Okay. All right. If you ain't going I was going to ask Pop Pop. I'm like, no, I'll be there." Yeah. But how cool, too cool and nonchalant she was about the fact that I said I had to work that day and just chalked me. It's like, wait, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Drops coming soon, man. But it was just funny, man, because it's like it's too cool, man. But it's, it's it's um it's amazing to see the maturation of things that you've seen from the start, mm-hmm. and being a part of the first one.
1: The difference of support like makes in the life, right? And oh, too, because yes, like, supporting it fully, like being in it, not just being like, All right, I'm gonna sit on the side, but like being a part of it definitely um, changes that whole journey. No doubt, and that's going to carry all, all, all
0: our life. Oh, no, I was you know? thinking about uh, the last fundraiser they did. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like, I ain't gonna sit here and lie, and it, it should be kicking my ass. That shit is high, I'm pretty sure be kicking my mom ass too, dense. But the last. Thing that they had That they're raising money for They'll be in um, New Orleans uh, In the next couple weeks Maybe about four weeks from now Competition down in Louisiana And I just remember me Reaching out Via my Instagram story And just putting it out there For people Who wanted to donate Because I know people Who do some great things man And just would love To support a kid in need And I made sure I said it Just flat out man This ain't even The, the, The money I'm asking for Ain't even for my kid She's fine her actual support system, she is blessed to have, and she will be taken care of. But I don't know everybody's situation. And I know it's a lot of kids in that school, and I know it's a lot of people who probably aren't as fortunate to have the resources that my daughter has. Not just so people, yo, man, if you want to donate, donate. So that's
1: legacy right
0: there. Facts. And I know where you get it from. And the amount of people that did it, true indeed. You know what I mean? But like I said, man, my mom. Was this the most sincere giver I've ever met? Man, they always say the most sincere form of giving is anonymous. The few people who, who dropped the bread on me that I dropped on the school. The school's asking for their name. They told them they didn't want to give it. You know what I mean? And shout out to those folks if they're, if they're listeners of the podcast. You know, I know those people are people who in some way, shape, or form, and this shouldn't even be taboo to say, but in Philly it is. These are people who are fans of me. And who I'm likewise a fan of. Like this this energy is reciprocal. And just to see people have that level of selflessness or that level of wherewithal to know that they're investing in the future of their people, to go about it in that way is is commendable, it's honorable. And I I'm I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative to anybody who who answers the call when I put the call out, because I don't put the call out for much shit. You know what I mean? In a foolish pride manner. A lot of shit I done fell on my face on when I got the resources that... I don't really... I should never have a really have a problem financial resource-wise. I'm going to be honest. But I'm also taught to get that shit on my own because you'll appreciate the journey this much more when you went the full mile and did that shit still. Even when it was adverse. When there was adversity there, you still... you. Buckled down and got shit done, and it's nothing more rewarding to seeing the fruits of your labor to see a product that you put the work in turn into something amazing. I am on episode seven. This has been an amazing. The the we're moving. We're moving. We're moving. Like I I love the DMs. I love the new followers. Just different things like that. I love it all because this was something that I'm not insecure about much shit. Like, I, I I put so much stock into the previous podcast because that shit dropped that guard. Like, one of these days, I am going to put out that first episode that I recorded in 2015 that I haven't listened to since that day.
1: Wasn't too much different than it is right now. That's interesting.
0: But that part- the biggest thing that killed me, you know, I don't know why, as a person that, you know, as far as when I'm in my comfort zones amongst my people... I'm a talker. And listening to your voice on playback a totally different thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yo, my voice stinks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's that self-critical thing and self-analyzation. And as long as you're going to go a certain way about you know, making that thing, if you want to fix that thing, fix it. If you really feel it's a problem. Then why not? One of the things that I am like very conscious of now, seven episodes in, is speaking slower. Yeah. Because this is the blessing and curse of being a person that's big on small talk. I try and get conversations over as quick as possible so I can get to it. Like, you know the difference between somebody who talks fast because they're an action person or a person fast talking you. I have never been labeled a fast talker ever. Like not in a literal sense as a person is like I'm speaking quickly because I'm trying to speak over people's heads to get one over on them. Never been confused with that ever. But just reflecting on self if you really like I said man really start tapping in. You really and if you feel like you can't do it on your own yo seek out some resources seek out maybe a career coach seek out maybe a life coach. You know what I'm saying? Don't let these stigmas that been placed on us, like going to get help, is fucking is is weak. That's weird. It is, it is weird to say that you can't get help to get to somewhere you ain't never been.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the dumbest shit ever. It's like saying because I bought a map, which is already the purchasing of help, right? All right, I'm not doing a good job of this, is, I guess, before the GPS days. Or say your phone's dead and you want a fucking map because you're in the middle of God knows where. You stop in the gas station or the Hooskow or something and show this map to a local and say, yo, maybe you can help me out with this. That was two different forms of help. Yeah. But if it's getting you to where you got to go in an efficient time, or even not an official t- efficient time, at that point you might be lost, but guess what? It's getting you back on track. You need to do that. You need to do that because we gotta start attacking these goals, man, because when we're not attacking these goals, we fail in those coming up l- looking at us. There is somebody out there, probably your kid, your niece, or whoever looked at you as a fucking superhero in And that, in, in that same vein. You wanna see them accomplishing shit? Mm-hmm. So
1: I'll say like, I mean, the major key, right? Talk about that first podcast, right? If we're being subjective, we're gonna be like, well, you know, it was, it was this, it was that, you know, it was cool, but if we're being objective, you just weren't ready. Right. And that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you live in in, in, in the real, you're objective at yourself, mm-hmm. so you can make the changes and adjustments in order to get the goal. Like, but like if you remain subjective and you're sitting here and you're just kind of like Giving yourself reasons to be okay with the failures, or, or the the missteps, or the setbacks. Where again, like setbacks are, are part of the process, and it's not a failure. Yeah, yeah. it's not a failure if, if if you get back up and and, and find out a remedy, right? It's yes. Only a failure if you accept it to do
0: that. Right, and it's at the end of the day, especially if it's something you want to move forward in. Because exactly. if it ain't something I want to move forward in, I tell you this: I don't really reflect on the shit much. Oh, sure, fuck, like even if it was a failure. I don't even reflect on it no more because guess what? I ain't even on that no more. So it's it's kind of like I don't care. But when you do and you just really really peel back the layers of the onion and figure things out, sometimes what did I say early on? Don't when you realize sometimes you're going to realize, yo, this wasn't the time.
1: Yeah.
0: And that could be for a fucking plethora of reasons. You're mentally not in the right space. Um it might not physically be the right place. Your energy, this isn't right. Or someone else's energy that you might be working with at the times, Energy is not right. Whatever the case might be. But you figured the shit out. But that thing there, man. I told you, it sounds crazy. Because it's just not commonly said. But yo, sometimes yo, pass on that opportunity before you make a fool of yourself. Because guess what? If you make a fool of yourself, a big enough fool of yourself... That one time, that one time i be your only Right, but you know, you can fail at something And not be made, a fool. like you didn't look like a fool Because you failed though Like there's a manner in which you do shit Like, fucking Toy Story reference They said, yo man, you wasn't flying, you was falling He said, I was falling with style <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Shout the fucking Buzz Lightyear Thought y'all should know that Deep me you knowing, thought you should know podcast episode seven. We out.